1: Ah, the gorilla position, not just a sexual manoeuvre that I have no chance in actually succeeding in, again, if you're listening to this, sorry love, but it's also the backstage area where wrestling shows are directed. For example, in the WWE, Vince McMahon takes the helm, and it's where his creative genius truly shines, also known as the place where he screams himself stupid at some commentator for using pronouns instead of some hysterically convoluted nickname. It is a sacred environment, it's an important environment, it's not the place for palling around, ribbing, or any fun of any kind. Except, being the WWE, it totally is the opposite sometimes. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 most insane things that have ever happened at WWE's guerrilla position. Number 10. FDR hand their notice in while also still wearing their gear On the January 14th Raw, the Revival defeated Lucha House Party in around four minutes. Because both teams have been booked into drab, normalized oblivion, the arena reacted with total and utter silence. Michael Cole's commentary still sounds like it's dubbed almost at these points, like he couldn't possibly be physically present in a place that produces so little volume. The former Dash Wilder rocked Kalisto with a gorgeous dropkick, and a smattering of fans cooed at it, taken aback by an execution so sublime that they were jolted from their detachment. But that was pretty much it. The vast majority of the audience couldn't care less about four guys who, while being very, very talented, were simply just there. Wilder and Scott Dawson once rocked the Takeover stage, creating waves of deafening noise with every outstanding cut-off twist, enabling to stomach the contrast and anxious over their bleak futures, they decided then and there to off and go work with the Young Bucks. They didn't even stop by the dressing room before telling management, when stood drenched in sweat, still in their gear, that they were going home. Number 9. The Most Unconvincing Storyline WWE Ever Told Now bear in mind, this is a company in which wrestlers have over the years teleported, summoned fire and lightning, given birth to disembodied hands, survived incineration, electrocution, and also sold for Shane McMahon. And yet, in 2018, Vince McMahon wrote a storyline in which he played antagonist to Roman Reigns. WWE, was so desperate to make you resent Brock Lesnar that his perception as a mercenary was folded into storylines. They knew that what you really thought and that your knowledge of WWE extended beyond what was portrayed on TV. If they knew you resented Brock for being a part-timer, they must have known that you resented Roman for being an over-pushed babyface, and yet they still booked a shoot angle at the gorilla position in which Roman accused Lesnar of being Vince's boy. What an atrocity of fiction and form. It was kind of like Michael Myers and Laurie Stroke, but this time they're falling for one another. But before Michael's career got in the way of their will-they-won't-they storyline. number 8. The Undertaker Tapes Up His Fists Now, the backstage Barney is usually incited in the red-misted heat of the moment. Now, The Undertaker didn't suddenly erupt into a fit of temper on the day of WrestleMania 14. Unconvinced that the erratic, especially withdrawn, Shawn Michaels would do business for Steve Austin, he slowly taped up his fists in the vicinity of the outgoing WWF champion with a silent, unmistakable message. Don't you mess around, there, Sean. Otherwise, you will rest in peace. I like to think that he thinks like that in slow, singular words sometimes. Mad to think that this actually happened. Nowadays, nobody enjoys the same power that Michaels did. Well, I guess Brock Lesnar does, but there's only one guy who'd step up to him, and he's the man who is actually least qualified to do it, which leads us to number 7, Brock Lesnar Makes Vince McMahon Absolutely Sweat. Vince McMahon is an aloof, frightening presence, even in the frail shell that currently just about guides him from playing Place to place. He's an irritable, chaotic man, prone to temper tantrums and mad whims. He has the power and, more often than not, the willingness to actively bury or inadvertently embarrass his independent contractors. If the man is hungry, and he hasn't had his din-dins, he might be made to dry hump walls as your gimmick. In short, he's best left well alone. Every member of that roster, no matter how tenured or relatively well-respected, is but one worm-infested brainwave from being eliminated from the Royal Rumble match by Mad Cat Moss. Just because it will pop Vince for about three weeks. But there is one rather purple exception, and that is Brock Lesnar. Lesnar is the real alpha male. Where his locker room peers dream all year of avoiding the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale and working Seth Rollins for 11 minutes at WrestleMania, Brock will treat the main event with disdain, as he definitely did in 2018. After the rejected Universal title match with Roman Reigns, Lesnar threw the Universal title right in Vince's face. It was an incredible scene. And somehow, it became even more fascinating when, number six, because it gets even More insane with Shane. Now Shane McMahon could make a stab at the presidency. He thinks that much of himself, and you know what? That's probably the next unfathomable stage of his megalomania. This is a man who thinks himself so tough that he booked himself to outstrike Matt Riddle at the Royal Rumble, and would have willingly presented himself as Brock Lesnar's equal had his father, who, lest we forget, is also mad as a box of frogs, had not intervened. Now I can understand why Shane might think that he and Lesnar are one and the same, because you know they're both sweat-drenched, sentient beetroots. But that is. Is the only thing they have in common, because Brock Lesnar is a legitimate combat athlete and Shane McMahon is a jumped-up little twerp with narcissistic personality disorder. Now, despite being about as threatening as a passive-aggressive post-it note, he stepped into the ring by squaring up to him. Shane McMahon probably couldn't take down a Christmas decoration unless a bouncy castle was positioned underneath the tree to make him look hard. Number 5. Vince McMahon Makes Kevin Owens Also Sweat Now, after his showing at a WrestleMania event, Kevin Owens meekly gauged Vince McMahon's reaction to his match with Chris Jericho, and Vince cruelly responded, no, with a face like a smacked ass. The sheer contrast is staggering, illuminating. If you want Vince McMahon's respect, you must treat him the way he treats you, with pure disdain in a complex psychological pissing contest. If Owens had, say, stormed off yelling obscenities, McMahon might have enjoyed his fire. Instead, apparently coming across as a genuinely sound human being, Owens tried and failed to gauge some human emotion. He was gutted. He stood with his head to the floor the night that he dreamed about for months absolutely ruined. Now Vince could have simply lied or offered a euphemism or something. Instead, WWE Network viewers glimpsed McMahon had his most low-key abusive. How many unnecessary TV bumps did Owens volunteer for after this just to make him smile again? Number four, Gerald Briscoe is tortured by Vince McMahon. And when I say that, he was actually tortured, as in Vince McMahon knew that Gerald. Briscoe had a profound aversion to certain bodily functions to an extent that he vomited whenever somebody passed wind in his proximity. Now, in a air quotes priceless air quotes rib, Vince thought that it would be hilarious if he did that in Briscoe's face in the gorilla position before making his way to the ring. Unfortunately for Vince, uh, he kind of miscalculated. He was more likely to follow through with a prank in 1999 than he did a push in 2022. Now, apparently the stain was visible on Vince's trousers, which he must have changed out of because he piled further misery on Briscoe by thrusting the soiled, in his face. Triple H, in a bid to buddy up to management, attempted to hold Briscoe in place. What an awful display of terrible behaviour, right? But at least Briscoe kind of had the last laugh, I guess? I mean, he used his amateur wrestling prowess to escape, so that meant that Triple H actually did the job to a stooge. But yeah, soiled trousers in the face, not a fun time. Number 3 Liv Morgan's match is cancelled at the last second. So I ask you, what is the process in the WWE? I mean, it seems like the creative team get together, they then discuss with Vince McMahon and senior officials, and decide on various stories to set up or advance that week. They then discuss which matches, promos and angles act as a vehicle to this end, then they decide who needs to look strong, who can absorb a loss, and who needs to get their heat back, etc, etc. But then, apparently, Vince decides that the whole show is a piece of sh*t, and then reorders it to his own liking hours before Showtime, rendering an entire creative team on about in excess of $1 million a week, aggregated and feeling entirely useless. Once the card is finalised, there can be no going back, right? Well, if Morgan and Ember Moon found that out the hard way in September 2019, because they didn't even get match. And this wasn't a TV match, this was a dark match. And about 30 seconds before the bell, it was just cancelled. I mean, why cancel it? I mean, nobody gives a sh*t about it either way, just let Liv Morgan have her time in the sun. This company doesn't even know what it's doing 30 seconds before they do it. Number 2. Chris Jericho Squares Up To Brock Lesnar Now, at SummerSlam 2016, WWE, which of course is appalled by gory self-mutilation, had Brock Lesnar bray Randy Orton in the head with such sharp elbows that his skull exploded. Now, Orton suffered a concussion, which was significantly less damage than Autumn would have endured had he simply drawn a shallow, if cosmetically effective cut on his forehead. But there is a key difference here, and I will need the editors who play a bit of ball with me right now, and I want you to have the uh, Drake Disgusted meme JPEG just come up right now, gory self-mutilation, Ooh, gross, and then replace it with the second part of the meme, having a skilled and incredibly hard former UFC champion cave somebody's head in for real, removing the self-technicality, oh yay, get on board, fantastic. The scene was a disturbing and woefully hypocritical way of saying that nobody technically Blades in WWE, and it was all designed for Shane McMahon to look like Billy Big Bollocks by squaring up to him afterwards. Astonishingly, though, Chris Jericho did that in real life because he confronted Lesnar as soon as he stepped through the curtain. Not part of the secret subcommittee of creative clued into the finish, Jericho thought that he had taken liberties with his old friends. Vince McMahon then told him to not be a mark, even though it wasn't, by bizarre design, actually a work. What a stupid, stupid company. And number 1, Kota Ibushi High Fives Vince McMahon Now, this might not have happened in Gorilla position exactly, but it is just too amusing a story not to include on this list. So, as we have all learned, Vince McMahon isn't approachable. He's a scary, irate figure who operates in the shadows, grumbling his disinterest of whatever poor prick has to listen. In a new twist on this years-long practice, though, it has now become phenomenally difficult to understand what it is Vince is actually saying. And this puts you in a much scarier place, because what if you mishear what he wants? Did he actually endorse that idea, or did he hate it? Well, don't worry, things can't ever get more embarrassing than what happened with Kota Ibushi. in 2016, had no idea who Vince McMahon even was, and so offered him a high five. WWE officials were apparently infuriated by this, because how do you not know who the great Vince McMahon is? So yeah, pretty dumb move by Bushi right there. But then again, even he was savvy enough to know that the WWE wasn't the best place in which to advance his career. So maybe he's the genius after all.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,